espero que nadie se, se ofenda, pero hasta que no estás aquí dentro no sabes la grandeza de, de este equipo. Balcón de área, de Pereira en choque, cruzó Gilberto, que confesó, va a ser el primer tiro por dentro. Absolutamente fenomenal da parte de Otamendi. Vai a Rafa isolado para o gol. A Chapelada tirou para dentro. Faltava o gol do Ribatejano. É Benfica, é Benfica, é Benfica. Só nós sentimos isso. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. I don't know what happened to Bill, but his screen's black. Uh, today we got Bill, we got Kenny, and we got Feliz Natal, Mr. Barroso. Gentlemen, how are we? Hey, good, very good, guys. How are you guys doing? Good, good, good to be back. I've been out for a while, so he it's has. Good to be back. Kenny's got a lot up his sleeve to, to, to vent and get off his chest. I mean, he's coming to us live. From the study of the lose, as you can yeah. see, he's got some good seats too. So it's uh, not too bad. The buddy, the guy behind him over his right shoulder has a little deformation, but he's yeah. going to be okay. He's got a little double head, but it's I all think right. Bill might have had a little bit too much whiskey. I don't see him. Bill, if you can hear us, we can't see you. You got black screen. Can you guys see him? I cannot see him. No. Right, hold on. He's trying, to, he's trying to do <laughs> Is he back? No. I could see you in the preview, but I can't see you on the screen. So you might have to jump out and jump back in. Today... No, still black. Oh, he's coming back. Um, so today we got uh, Benfica 3, Spartaco Villa 0. Uh, Benfica is through into the next round of the Tasta de Liga. Uh, we'll talk about that game. Benfica, lucky number 7, which is this episode, episode 80, lucky number 7, which I forgot to mention. Uh, Benfica 7, Maritimo 1. Um, as Kenny put it uh, so nicely in our group chat, stacking goals like you stack pancakes. Um, we'll talk about that game. Talk a little bit about Darwin hitting his form. Talk about our strikers. Uh, how are we feeling now in comparison to maybe the analysis that we did early in the year in terms of our, our forwards? Um, we'll play a little game of underrated, overrated. From what we've seen this season, who do we think is overrated? Who do we think is underrated and why? Oh, Billy's back. There he is. All right. Um, and then last but not least, obviously, Porto Benfica. Big game on Thursday for the Tasa of Portugal. First game of two against our bitter rivals, um, one for the cup, one for the league. Uh, so we'll talk about that game. And uh, for those of you in the chat, uh, we're going we're gonna to throw a little Christmas theme in here, as if you couldn't tell from my hat and the lights behind me. Uh, let us know in the chat, what are you most looking forward to on Christmas? Is it a favorite food? Is it a family tradition? 
Do you like Tia Maria's gossip at the dinner table? What is it? Let us know. Leave us a comment in the chat. Para a malta que nos esteja a ver em português, esteja à vontade, deixem as vossas questões, as vossas ideias, o que pensam, o seu prato favorito para o Natal, seja sobremesa, seja o que for, podem deixar o comentário no chat. Uh, e amanhã temos o podcast em português, por isso às 21h30 amanhã, se quiserem seguir o podcast em português. Um, so, we're going to start, I'm going to start with the, the Christmas theme here. So, I'm going to start with you, Kenny, since you've returned oh after a lot, long time out. What are you most looking forward to here on, on Christmas? Uh, Benfica or? Like... No, just in general, Christmas. Oh, definitely just uh, getting together with the family again. You know, last year... Um... Even though some of us got together, it wasn't like it was still like that pandemic year. So, you know, not everyone was able to join. So just looking to, you know, we have Christmas at my parents' house and everyone joins. So should be a packed house again. Everyone's healthy. That's good. The food. Can't wait. Can't wait. What's your favorite food? I'm more of a bacalhau guy. Okay. I like uh, I like the, the bacalhau no forno. So that's that's my plate. Okay. Okay. Mr. Feliz Natal. <laughs> what are you looking forward to? Uh, what I'm looking forward to, I, like Kenny said, I think I, I'm going to mimic his words. Like family is obviously the number one thing. Um, I have family coming down from Mass, so everybody will be here at my house. Um, it'll be it'll be fun. We have a baptism this right after thanks. Uh, I mean Christmas, so it'll be, it'll be. I know. I think of Thanksgiving because it's my favorite holiday, but. <laughs> But Christmas is second, and just because, of, like, like Kenny said, food, you know, the family, and having a few drinks—that's that's that's all you can ask for. What's your favorite dish on the table? Claro que polvo. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. Four cabezas I bought this week. Epa. <laughs> for this. Who's cooking them though? Yeah, who's cooking? What, the mom is here. <laughs> Don't say it too loud. Either Lino kick your ass. Bill, what are you what are you looking forward to on Christmas? I, I agree with these guys um, just getting together with the family last year. Um, unfortunately, we weren't able to partake in any of that because we were expecting my daughter at that point. So we were in full, full lockdown mode. Um, so just being able to get together with the family, enjoy a few drinks, um, eat my face off and not worry about the weight gaining. <laughs> It's a New After Year's resolution coming up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. dude. January 1st. Yeah. Always. Everyone's on a diet. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite meal on the table? Um, I'm going to go non Portuguese. Um, I love the Portuguese food. But queso con maricana que queso. I love, I love myself a, a nice honey ham. Oh, my oh, God. A oh, ham, dude. Honey baked ham. Cool, caralho. So is, that, is that your favorite, like, from two years ago? I love honey baked ham. <laughs> Always. Pre sliced pre or you, you slicing it yourself? Not pre sliced. I got tired oh, of slicing dude. that shit. Unbelievable. Estragas um Portuguese. I'm going with Oscar. I'm a polvo guy. My wife doesn't eat it, and to buy it for myself throughout the year is a waste. So, Christmas Day, Christmas Eve are the two days of the year that I eat polvo, and I make sure that I take advantage of it. Um, so again, let us know in the chat, uh, what's your favorite dish? What are you looking forward to on Christmas? Doesn't have to be Benfica related. Um, got a favorite drink, favorite dessert. Let us know. Dude, I got, uh, a, I got a pull story before we get let's into hear it. it. Let's hear so, it. Let's hear it. So I saw this reel or whatever, this story on, on social media, some guy was cooking pulver, right? And I'm like, all right, let's see what, let's, I don't, I don't think he was American, but definitely like European of some sort. I'm like, let's see how he cooks it. So he's boiling it all looking good. Then all of a sudden. 
he rips the tentacles all off. They like just slide off the tentacle, like the the suckers, right? The suckers. He just they <laughs> the all come cups. off. He strips them from the <laughs> yeah. thing. So it's, he's got these white little like legs, and he's dangling them. The hell? And, then, and then he stews it, and he and he and he eats it like that, which is. I mean, I know a lot of people get like uh, turned off because of the the suckers, right? I don't know what the hell you call them, but <laughs> he stripped them right off and then he cooked them. Ushupa, shupas. <laughs> dude, Ushupa, yeah, Ushupa. dude. I don't, I've never seen a cook like that, but that was I don't know. I didn't know how I felt. I felt more weird eating that than with the actual things on them. So, is that why you're grossed out about it, or you just weren't a fan of pole? No, no, I like it. I I will eat it. I just prefer okay. like a yao. But I know that some people won't eat it because of yeah the eyes or whatever you yep. want to call them. Yep. But this guy stripped them off, and to <laughs> me, that looked less appealing than the other way around. The I've big never white seen, chewy I thing. I've seen it like that. I've never seen it like that. Yeah, interesting. It was weird. Um, so let's get started here with Benfica three, Spartakovia zero. Um, Benfica needed to score three goals and win by at least two. Um, they got it done. Um, however you want to cut it, twist it, slice it. We got it done. Started with Elton late. Uh, Eruz, you got his first start. Ferro in the middle. Morato on the left. Um, Everton played as a right wing back. Gilles Diaz on the left. Maite, Pizzi, Tarat, Sef, and Gonzalo Ramos. Um, Oscar, I'm going to start with you here on this game because we got into, yet again, another interesting and exciting conversation in our group chat about this game. Um, so I'm going to start with you. What were your What were your thoughts on this game? And as much as we can have complained throughout this season um, of playing good, playing bad, whatever you want to call it, the truth is is that we're on the verge of New Year's Eve and Benfica is still in all four competitions um, that they set out into at the beginning of the year. So, And two of them were already into the next round. Um, one will play Thursday and the other being the league. It's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Um, so, so what were your thoughts on this game? Um, against Kuvillet, I watched the game. I was not impressed. I was not impressed how we played. I was not impressed how I get it. It was a lot of the, the, the non-usual starters to start the game. So, but it, it wasn't, a, it wasn't, it wasn't going to be a defensive game anyway. So putting Araujo and Ferro Morato in there from the start, it's just like control the game. Don't, don't, you're not, they're not going to create many chances. Right. But when, I was, and I, this is my argument. I wasn't trying to say defend PZ and PZ and PZ and PZ just because it took him out of half. But my thing is, we're down, we're up one zero at halftime. We sh- they they just got a red card in the 39th minute, right? Uh, we all we already on their throat first half. Second half was gonna against ten guys is gonna be a game where we're in the 18 almost like 90 percent of the time, right? It's it's a given. So to me, even though we won the game and the way we won it, I'm going to say Arrasca, right? We have a PK and we have a Umpitu kid that, usually, that doesn't usually go in, but it went in, right? And goals are goals, so whatever. Let's, it is what it is. But when, when we at halftime take out PZ, which who is we've all agreed in the past here, when it comes to playing on their 18, we don't have to defend. He's a guy that can give you the final ball, right? He's a guy that can give you the final pass. He's a guy that can, like, to me, it was taking him out at halftime is is basically saying, I don't know. It, it, it it's just like, do you not do you not understand what his purposes on this team is? Like, do you not understand his qualities? 
because you took out a guy that, that that legit could give you the final pass to the strikers you have in there. I, I I'm okay with Rafa coming in. I'm okay with uh, with putting in uh, another uh, you know Darwin and Yarmachuk, whatever it is, to get those three goals, right? But taking out a guy that can give you the final pass to me is really a bad decision. And that was all I was, I was trying to say. Is fine, we, it worked out. Congrats. We're finally on to the next stage. But for Yunjogu Arashka against a Cuvillier that played with 10 guys since the 39th minute. Kenny, what do you think of this analysis that he does? And I'm going to recall another part of the conversation, which Oscar said, I hope we lose now because he took PZ off. No. <laughs> yes, no. you did. I said, I, hope, I, really, I really hope you lose. I hope we lose Correct. just to, to, show, to show this yeah. guy how, how much of a dumbass he is. Correct. And, and, and then you, so you said it. So you said it. I didn't say To me, it was more like, more like he doesn't understand what's going on in this game. We're going to like the, I, the argument that we for taking out PZ or not playing PZ that we've all said is because he doesn't defend. Correct. On this game, against 10 guys, Kuvilla at home, since the 39th minute, what's the excuse now? Correct. But what, I, but what I was trying to get at, right, and what we had talked about in the chat, and, and Kenny, I'll pass the ball to you, um, is, right, Oscar said this game is screaming for a guy like PZ, which fine, right? He's a guy that in the final third, he's one of your best, right? Delivering that last pass, he's very clinical when he gets the opportunities more often than not. We've all agreed on that. But given the changes that he made, he brought Paulo Bernardo in for Maite, who is an absolute disaster. Like, I can't understand how this guy still plays at Benfica. Um, he brought in Darwin Nunez for Seferovic, and he brought in Rafa for PZ. Um, at the end of the day, we scored more in the second half than we did in the first half. I know that we were against 10 for a longer period of time, but I thought... For well, we the were... whole second half Correct. versus five Correct. minutes in the first half. But at the end of the day... At halftime, we weren't into the next round. When he made those changes, however you want to slice it, we got into the next round. Whether it was a shitty goal, yeah, or yeah, goal, I, I get and it, I, and right? I, and I and I and I admit that. I admit that. I give, I give him props, but I think there was an easier way to get to that three goals than than what the the, the so you, EK but you, and the, but you still stand by the fact that you think that if PZ had stayed in, that we could have achieved better. Yes, I 100 percent believe that. So Kenny, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it to you here. And do you think that I mean the result? I think justifies jj's decisions and taking out and putting in but i'll i'll let i'll let you speak yeah so am i coming in choppy or am i good because on my end no you're good, you're good. no your video is fine your audio is a little bit delayed but everything else is fine all right i got the opposite but i'll, I'll try to if, if it doesn't come in just let me know no you're good um so a couple of bullet points uh one darwin to the rescue <laughs> two um <laughs> Clearly, PZ is not part of Jesus' plans. I agree. And three, uh, Sporting Cuvillá, they, they kind of look like the Sporting that, you know, we're used to Sporting Club Portugal from a few years back. I mean, they, that's the, the result and everything. That's what the, you know, unfortunately, they're not like that anymore. But that is what it reminded me, even even on the field with their jerseys and everything. Um, when I turned on the game, I got confused like Oscar. I'm like, is this Sporting or... <laughs> or yeah, I didn't. I wasn't sure, but um, no, I think I, I I don't disagree with Oscar that like if PZ had stayed in, that we might have not gotten a better result or the result that we did get. But to me, clearly, it's just it's just a a personal decision at this point. I mean, PZ is just not part of Jesus' plan, and you know we're yeah we're we're you know one nothing. We needed we needed more goals. 
he clearly changed up the team. He he want, he likes to play with more speed. He likes to play with, you know, he threw in the starters to kind of get the result that he needed. And I, I mean, I think it's as simple as that. Um, I, I'm of the one, like, I'm not a, a huge peasy guy, but like, I understand Oscar's point. Like I, I think he does add value. I think he's uh, uh, one of the on, the on a top final third. Yeah, I think he's one. Like you said, he's one of the top players for you know to get that final pass. But I mean, at this point in time, he's just. I mean, it's very clear that he's not. He's just not a, a major piece to him. So, you know, it is what it is. I mean, this is like I said. It, it was the game once the red card came. I think, um, and I didn't watch the entire game, but I, I think the you know. I was comfortable that we were going to get the result. Um, it did look like it was, you know, Arrashke, but I thought at the end of the day that we were we were going to be fine, you know, after after the first half. So those were kind of my takeaways on the game. Bill, what do you what do you add to this? Um, and now we have ahead of us Bovista in the final four, Bovista, Benfica, and we have uh, Sporting Santa Clara. Um, so we have ourselves a pretty good chance to get to the final. Um, and there's a, you know, a, a very good probability that we see a Benfica Sporting final in the final four here. Um, so thoughts on the game, thoughts on what these guys have been saying and how are you feeling in terms of based on the final four, us being able to at least get to the big dance? Yeah, I mean, in terms of this game, I once I saw the lineup, I, I knew it wasn't going to be like the prettiest game and like, I mean, it was like whole, like a brand new team out there. Right. These guys that typically, that the guys that play typically don't start and they're the ones that come in, they get the last 10, 15 minutes of games. Um, so I didn't expect it to be great, but it, that first half was a struggle to watch. Um, I think Gonzalo Ramos has had a million chances and blown a million chances. Like it, at this point, like, how many more times are you going to just throw the kid out there and give him opportunities when he keeps missing sitters? And I mean, he did well in the first goal. Um, I think it was him that passed it to Seth, yeah. but yep. outside of that, like he didn't do anything else in that first half. Can you um, guys, can you guys remind me the through ball to, to Gonzalo Ramos, how that come about? I missed that part of the game. Kid. It was it a was, glitch. It glitched. Yeah, I think it was. No, I, I think he messed I, up. Yeah, sure, of course. It was, it was a nice pass. It was a nice pass. Um, uh, but I mean, this whole it, this whole thing of like if we leave PZ and we go to Dunn, like you have no clue of. of we could have lost. Like that, yeah. right? Yeah, you could, like you could not get through. Right. But but if you were but, my question is if you were a coach, Bill, Mike, and Ken, if you were a coach and knowing the situation we were in, take Jar Zeus out of the equation. Knowing that, that we are playing against 10 guys second half, right? Knowing that we're going to be in their final third, do you guys take him out? I understand of all the other subs, but do you guys take him out? I I agree, but I think we I, also have I to... I probably wouldn't. I feel like there's some context here that we're also not taking into consideration, which is there's a lot of analysis and research that goes into every opponent, right? So we don't know, right? How many times have we seen Spartacus with yeah? Only when they play Benfica, right? So we don't know specifically what are... Kuvillian's strengths? What are their weaknesses? I'm assuming that with 10 men, that they thought that they could exploit some weakness, right? Based on the substitutions they made, 
I'm assuming pace was one of their potential weaknesses, right? Because we put Darwin in there, we put Rafa in there, right? PZ doesn't have that. But I agree with you. In Without the full context, I agree that PZ probably would have stayed. But with the full context, we don't know right. if PZ plays to their strengths. And then, and then you have to you know, understand, he, he has Everton playing white, uh, wing back, right? That's that's on the starting eleven, right? Correct. What if if you were to think about speed and whatever, if you take out uh, Everton instead of PZ and put Rafa in that situation, because we're attacking, we're not defending much at the time. But if we have to defend, Rafa is a faster guy, right? Wouldn't that make a, sen- a, a more of a sen- a sub to me it, to you? Uh, to me, it would. It does, but you're also killing Rafa doing that whole line as well, right? With Everton, he's going to do it anyways. Yeah, but you'd I'd rather take Ever- the chance of burning Everton doing that yeah. line than Rafa with the two. I know, games no, but with Everton Everton's playing, not as in, with Everton as playing, Ra- Rafa's gonna be defending most of the time anyways, if they attack. But because of the because of uh, is not attacking with ten guys, they're playing defense. A lot ten guys behind the ball. That's all they did in the second half. Correct. So so I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just reading wrong this wrong and and I don't know no shit about soccer, but to me it's just it, it, it was just mind blowing that what, saw all those subs at 45 minutes at the halftime. Not even give them 10 minutes in the second half to to see how it goes against 10 guys. But I mean, it was. I, I think with the guys that came on, I think it was clear that they they brought they wanted to bring in pace, right? They took Seth off to bring in Darwin, who's obviously faster. Ram, um, Rafa came on, probably our fastest guy, and Paul Bernardo came on. For my two, who's the slowest the, guy? The, the wall, <laughs> he's a fucking cone. So I mean, anything. So so you that. want so you want to have you want you want to bring in pace to at what at thirty five yard space because that's what we, all we played is in there thirty five yards. Right, but I, you, just because so what pace? What, like, what pace? You, you want a long ball for for Rafa to run after? Or it's Darwin? not long balls. It's taking guys one on one. Like it worked. You're quick. You get around guys. No, what, Rafa what, was getting around fucking what, everyone. What worked was was I get it. Rafa faking the guy and the guy's a dumbass for fouling. And then and then the, it's because he's too fast and he couldn't keep up. He sure. broke his knees. Dude. Yeah. The guy went fuck. to his knees. Fast as fuck, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Kenny, you got a smirk on your face. What are you thinking about this dialogue here? No, I I I personally think it's it's I don't even think it's tactic. I just think Jesus is done with him, really. And he's, I mean, yeah, he started the game, but I just think he's just not part of the, the equation anymore. I mean, that's, you know, he's just giving him minutes and then he's taking him off the field or, you know, during regular season games, he's coming in at the 85th. I mean, there's no rhyme or reason. I, I agree with Oscar that I think he's, he can bring a lot to the team. So the fact that he's not giving him the opportunity, it's just, like maybe Beasley could have had a hat trick in the first half. I still think he would have gotten off at the 45th minute. That's that's how that's how like simple I think it is. I just don't think he's he's on his good grace. I don't know. I, I don't. I mean, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but I don't. It's clear to me that it's more personal than anything else. If I were PZ, I would ask for a transfer January for January first. As soon as the fucking the new year hit, I'd be like, I want my I want a transfer. I don't think he'll ask for a transfer. I think he's comfortable. His family's comfortable. He's in Portugal. He makes a good paycheck. You know who would take him? Porto. Dude, no. I think I, I think Mourinho would take him in a heartbeat. I don't think PZ plays on either team. No. Yeah, I don't know. You don't think so? Who, whose spot does he take on Sporting? Sporting? You don't think he'd probably want to go back up north? Whose spot does he take on Sporting? No one. He doesn't start over anyone in Sporting's 11. Who do you think, Oscar? 
Who does he start I over Porto? I, I think I think if, if he if he you know how Nuno Santos gets a lot of minutes, I think PZ will get his spot. Nuno Santos, Nuno plays. Nuno Santos been playing as a left wing back in the front. It's Pot, Paulinho, and Saravia. He doesn't take Pot or Paulinho spot or Saravia spot. Yeah, and in the middle, they got Mateus Nunes and they got Pelinha or Ugarte. He's not going to take any of those guys. And on Porto, you got Luis Diaz on one side, who he's not going to take a spot. They play with two strikers. And I'm trying to think who plays on the other side. Um, I'm I looking too. I can't remember who the hell plays on the other side for them. Let me see who played this weekend against Vizela. They have Otavio, probably. Uh, I think that's who it was. Otavio, Uribe. He could he could play. He Uribe. could swap in for Uribe. Otavio and Diaz, and then Vitinha and Uribe in the middle. Yeah, I mean, he could get, get a lot more minutes than he does at Benfica, hundred percent. I don't. But that, but, that. but but I don't I don't. I, that's to me is like I would ask for a transfer. I think this is embarrassing. This is the slap in his face and uh, is a dignity. I, I would just absolutely ask for a transfer. <laughs> All right, I get it. I get it. I understand. Um, we'll talk about Gonzalo Ramos shortly. Um, but I think in terms of this game, MVP, I think it's pretty clear Darwin's in uh entrance into the game helped change. I know he scored a penalty. He scored that free kick or that shot from a long range golasu. Um <laughs> so I'm just happy he tried it. Yeah, there you go. He's confident, and we'll yeah. get into that. Um would you guys pick anyone else, or is uh, Darwin the unanimous selection here? Yeah, I think I think the two goals in yeah. getting us through. Okay. Um, we move forward. So we move into the next round. Benfica plays Boa Vista. Uh, Boa Vista, who is rejuvenated since Petit joined. Um, they smashed Braga in the final game of their Tasa Liga uh, group stage. They beat them 5-1 to one at home, which got them into the next round. Um, and then they won again this weekend, 1-0 against Mureirense. Um, So we, we meet them. And like I said, Sporting play Santa Clara, so we have a, a very good chance of meeting them in the final, if all goes well. Um, the final stages for that competition are um, the last week of January. So um, the week of the 25th, I believe, of January, there'll be the two semifinals and the final that following weekend. Um, we move on to this weekend's game. So Benfica plays Meritimo at home in the league. Um, a game that Maritimo comes in. They were mid-table, ninth, I believe, um, having a, an okay season. Uh, they have a new manager who recently joined three or four games ago, and Benfica unlocks the game two, three minutes into the match um, and just absolutely pours it on. Um, and just to go back to a statement Kenny made, stacking goals like you stack pancakes. So I'm going to let Kenny take the <laughs> reins on this one. Um, what were your thoughts on this game, Kenny? And I'm going to toss the question to you about Darwin Nunez. Um, he's been a, a common theme here in the last couple of weeks. He's got 18 goals. He got another hat trick, two assists in the season. Um, he surpassed his goal scoring from last year. This is his most goal scoring season in his career. Uh, obviously a short career, um, but he seems to be more confident. And I think the numbers outline the fact that he scored 18 goals. He has, he has two assists and last season um, he had significantly more assists and less goals, right? So does that tell us that he's more confident to try to do it himself than to, seek someone else to make that final decision because he doesn't want to do it. So to, to that, to that point, I still think he's, he's trying to pass off balls. Um, I can remember the one, I think 
he scored lefty. He passed off to Rafa at first, and then Rafa gave it back to him, and then he hit it lefty. I don't I don't remember if that was this game or the other one, but that was it, against Family Cow. Left footed shot. All right, so that was Family Cow. Yep. Um, so I still think he's he's. Here's my thing with Darwin. He it, the balls are finally going in, and he doesn't score every game. But when he is well, now he is. But when he does score, he scores in you know a lot of them. Um, but he's still like not a polished player for me. And early on in the season, I was ready to jump ship um, because I wasn't seeing that improvement. But um, and I don't know really. I mean, maybe it was that you know, the game against uh, nine that we played um, that maybe lit a switch. I don't know. Like, but now he seems to be on and you know how forwards are. I mean, when you're on, you're on. And when you're cold, you're cold. And so it's hit or miss with him right now. He's on. Um, He, like, like you said, he is starting to take more chances shooting from longer range, shooting with his left foot. Um, So I like to see that because that builds confidence so, yeah, I think a huge takeaway from this game was we got on the scoreboard, scoreboard early. Um, he got on the, on the, on the scorecard again. Um, so that's good to see. I mean, the rest of the game was, I mean, it just opened up. I mean, I mean, it was just goal after goal at that point. Um, all the forwards got on, on, the, on the score sheet, which is good to see as well. Finally, Gonzalo Ramos, one guy that, you know, we've kind of been critical of. But maybe maybe it helps him out, you know, moving forward. He, I mean, he took his chance, he scored, so that's that's good to build confidence. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really can't think of anything else during the game. I mean, it was just pretty pretty simple game after after that. Bill, what do you think? And and Kenny touched on Gonzalo Ramos, and we had talked about it earlier. He scored, um, I believe it was the last goal in this game. Yeah. Um, no, second to last. Second to last goal. Uh, Seth, Seth got the last. Oh, yeah. Um, so scores a goal regardless, right? Whether it was in, in the final stages, garbage time, whatever you want to call it, right? Great, right? It gets him off the mark. That's his first goal in 22 appearances this season, right? And he's averaging about 40 minutes per game if you break it down. So he's got 881 minutes. He's only got one goal, right? And we were very high on him, I think most of us, in the preseason because he looked good. He scored yeah. goals in preseason. He he was mobile, right? And then when push came to shove and shit got serious, right, it's almost like he kind of went into his shell and wasn't able to kind of perform. Whatever may be the reason, pressure, lack of experience, whatever you call it, right? Yes, he scored on the national team and the, the lower levels, right? But again, we've said it time and time again. The lower levels and playing at the big stage are two very different things, right? So... Um, thoughts on the game, thoughts on what Kenny said. And um, do you think that Gonzalo Ramos is a guy that, you know, maybe could potentially benefit from a loan move at a club where he's going to play more regularly, get a little bit more experience, get a little bit more exposure? Or do you think he's a guy to stay and stick around and maybe learn from those around him? Because as JJ said before, and I think we can all agree here, that there's no value in these players going out on loan to not play, right? If they're not going to play, they're better off being at Benfica and making minutes in the B team or, or being part of the group. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, as far as the, as the game, I think <clears throat> scoring three minutes in definitely helps. And uh, what I love to see was we scored and didn't sit back, right? Like most games this season, we score and just kind of sit back and, and relax a little bit. Um, and in this game, we didn't really sit back too much. We, we kept the pressure on. Um, and then once we got 
the second, I think the third, fourth, and fifth just kind of poured on at the end of the first half and then at the beginning of the second half. The first um, time was 3 0. <clears throat> yeah. Second, yeah. Uh, fourth goal was Rafa right after halftime. Yep. And then the fifth was right after that. Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah. Um, as far as Gonzalo Ramos, I mean, I, I think he would benefit from going out on loan. In, I would say in Portugal to a team in the first division where he's going to be able to play. Um, I don't think he benefits if he's going somewhere where he might have to like challenge for, for a spot. Uh, I think going to, to one of these teams that's lower in the, in the table, uh, he might benefit more than just sitting on the bench or being on the B team. Um, Cause I mean, B team playing on the beam and playing in the first, in the first league is very different. Like the, the, the caliber of players is different. The physicality of the play is different. Um, and I, don't, I don't think you – most players don't kind of adapt to that style until they're actually in it uh, and need minutes to adapt to it. And he's not getting that. And I think as the season goes on, he, his minutes are going to be less and less. I think the further we get along in the season, he's going to uh, – JJ is going to rely on – um, Seth and Darwin and Yaram Chuck instead of give, giving Gonzalo Ramos minutes up top. Oscar, what do you have to th- say about this? I mean, I, I agree. Uh, this game was not even, we can't take notes out of this game. It, it, I just, all I got to say about this game is I hope we didn't waste all our goals. <laughs> uh, we need him, we need him for this week. Um, but, but it, it was, it was a one, one, one street type of game. You know, uh, we have one way basically just after we scored a first goal, um, I, I Rafa put in the clinic. Uh, that guy was probably the best game I've seen him play, and 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 that's probably saying a lot. But that's the best game I've probably seen Rafa play since he's been at Benfica. Fair. Um, I'm going to ask you this question, Oscar, and and open to you guys as well. Um, I don't know if you saw in our WhatsApp group, but <clears throat> there was a lot of comments in regards to you know beating a team like Meritimo seven one doesn't really get me excited, right? And um, I, I get the sense that a lot of times us as Benfica fans, when we play well, we always try to find the negative, right? Well, you know, it's Maritimo and they're not playing well or they suck or whatever the case may be, right? And then when we win, it's it's not good enough, right? We didn't play well enough. We didn't we didn't do this or we didn't do that. Um, do you, I guess, do you take part in that same opinion of, yeah, Maritimo sucked? Because given you my opinion, I, I don't, um align with that right you have to play the games that are in front of you right we've struggled against sides that are lower in the the league table than meritimu is um we've played better against teams that are higher than meritimu is right we beat braga six to one at home right so you have to play your schedule um an early goal i think opened up this game but i don't agree with that thought to to those people that say that just just i want them to to get to kind of go back and look at meritimu's story this this year they tied Porto, and they lost to Sporting on a, p- a penalty kick on the 98th minute. Yep. 98th minute. All right. So, so Maritim was not the 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 team that people just push push around and and beat like 5-0 every other game. They tied Porto, and they lost to Sporting 1-0 in the 98th minute. 
that like these people call it Ferguson time, but I don't know. I just call it Sporting time this year or the next <laughs> last few years. Um, so in, when it comes to when it comes to Gonzalo Ramos, you know, we'll go into into him. Um, he's a young kid. He he's not going to have the chances like Bill said to play at Benfica, especially when we have guys like Darwin playing well. Uh, Seth, who's been who's you know he's been our, our best striker for the last three years. And Yarmichuk, where we paid a lot of money to get him in this year, right? And he's an international player. So I don't think, I think alone to a team that he gets a lot of time, just like Jota. Jota was like, looked like he was a horrible player for Benfica because he wasn't getting time. You're getting a 10 minutes, 15 minutes here. And now he's a Rangers, right? Rangers or Celtic. Celtic. And they want to buy him because he's scoring goals. He's starting every game and he's playing well, right? So, so I think I think Gonzalo Ramos would would alone like Jota is on alone right now. I think he'll benefit, but not alone to, with the option to buy because if he explodes, then if he gets fucked. Fair. Um, I got I got something on on that. Uh, like, oh, the seven seven to one doesn't excite me. Like, yeah. let's flip the script, right? How many times have we been on here where let's say we take an early lead, we get a second one, it's two nothing, we sit back. Yep. Second half comes around. They pop one in. Now we're now we're struggling to hold the result, or we tie the result, and then it's like, oh, we sat back. We blah, blah. So flip the script. You, you you don't get you get you get annoyed, and then you you put the blame on Jesus. But then the seven one doesn't excite you. I I call it kind of bullshit on that. Like if if we're gonna criticize Jesus when you know we struggle and we sit back and we're not attacking, then give Jesus and the team credit when we do put on a you know we put on a result like this like. It excites me. I was cheering, I was cheering for seven, and I was cheering for eight, nine, and ten. They never came. So it's, it's. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's. I think, I think it, it says something. I mean, it, it, you know, you're, you're not going to get games like this all the time, but when you do, you can see the potential that we have. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't come out all the time. And yeah, Medi, I mean, Meditimu obviously, you know, they, they kind of uh, gave up towards the end there, but. I mean, I, I, I kind of call bullshit on that, that statement. And um, I'll also say to, to Oscar's point too, about Rafa. Um, I mean, I agree. I, I thought this was one of his best games and you can see that he was trying to get the forwards on the score. A hundred percent. I was about to say that build too. The confidence, you know, whether it was for, you know, the, you know, get, get build them, them their conference for, for Porto or just to keep, you know, get them going. But he was, once, once Darwin got his, he was searching for for Seth, Chuck, yeah. Chuck, Chuck. Chuck a couple of times. Um, Seth, I mean, he was just dishing out balls and assists, and he got and he got one himself too with that with that chip. So yeah, he had a goal, um, a goal and four assists. Oh yeah, I yeah, mean, just insane. awesome, awesome. Um, so so yeah, and and on the Gonzalo topic. I, I agree. I think I think he would benefit from a loan. I don't know. I don't like the loans to to different to different uh, leagues because um, you run the risk of them, you know, not getting playing time there either, right? So, I mean, and I don't know if this is still a rule, but like I prefer much better loans within the league, within the first division. You know, a family count could could use a Gonzalo Ramos, right? I don't know. You if can, but there's right. a limit of I want to say three or six players that you can loan within the league. Okay. I want to say it's three, maybe, but yeah, there's a limit. I think it probably has the max already. Long. I think up. they have the max right now. Okay. Yeah. So, because so, Svilad so. was supposed to go out on loan, the rumor is he was agreed to go on loan the last game, the last day of the transfer window in the summer, 
and he didn't, and Benfica ended up loaning someone else, and that ended up meeting the quota. That's why. I see. Well, I I still prefer like you know give him a spot, give him one of those three spots, right? Because I think he would benefit. Because I would like to see him, you know, do well and and come back to Benfica. But I feel like once once you're out of the league, like like Jota, you're not you're never going to see them come back. You just and if they do, they get loaned again, or they're they're they're. Oh no, but you will look. Look at Vinicius. Vinicius was loaned out to England. He came back practice with us. He was yeah, gone. Yeah, and then he was gone. Yeah, he was he, gone because again, Jarzuz not a fan of his. But but with, with, it was just like a like Pizzi almost to Jarzuz. He can, was not a fan. Can of Can you his. remember the last player we loaned out to another league that came back? In the I was just going to say that had an impact at Benfica. I can't. I can't, I can't think can't. of any. I can't think of one. No. That had an impact at Benfica after the yeah. loan. After the after loan. the loan. Usually, you never hear from them again. You can. I can I mean, think of a few that went on loan and were it, sold and continued to be impactful. Right. But that came back. Yeah, I but I mean, uh, right, right now the only the we that we loaned and he's back now is Jetson, but he's not impactful. Exactly. Right. <laughs> but in That's... Turkey, they love him. Yeah, they're dying for him to go over there. I, I think I'm, I'm hoping. I'm really hoping Florentino comes back and is impactful. I well, agree. this would be his second. His second gone. You know, his second loan out. This. Yeah, I just. This, I just. This I, yeah, I just I just don't see yeah. I just don't see these guys coming back once they're out once they're no stranger. I much rather prefer them like like seriously like Gonzalo Ramos on Family Cam or or you know one of one of these teams in the first in the first division would give them give them the 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 playing time one and then competition within our, the same league that when he's done and he comes back the following year, he'd be so much better, in my opinion. Um I think that's the kind of thing I, I would like seeing moving forward with the with the youth and what whatever if it's three spots then give it to your best three players that or the best three youth players that you think could be you could benefit from that especially if they're not going to be you know a, a a second or third option on the team. Uh, I I have one right. You guys are gonna call me fucking <laughs> whatever, but I'm saying it anyways, right? So I have w- one criticism about this game. Seven one, we smoked the team. We played awesome, right? But I know what he's gonna say. But so. we we have Porto Thursday, right? Yeah. And we leave our most crucial, dangerous player the ninety minutes. Yeah. To me, that's a risk not worth taking. Like we have uh, we have a uh, we have guys that can come in and uh, I guess a seven one game just just put in another guy for Rafa. Take Rafa. I'll give him a break. 70 minutes in, take him out. Like, that guy's fast. He was getting fouled, like, left and right. You're risking a guy getting hurt right before Porto, especially yeah. he's our most crucial player. To me, it made no sense, and that was my only criticism about this game. That's fair. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, see, you don't always call you crazy. Yeah, see, yeah, I'm I mean, crazy, yeah. Just 90% of the time. Yeah, you're the, you're the realist of the group, so you got to throw these ideas. I'm just there, glad but... it wasn't another PZ thing. <laughs> no, I thought no, it was gonna be. I no, thought it we, was gonna be a PZ. The game no. was calling for a guy like PZ. We were no, attacking. Yeah. I would. I would. I mean, a hundred percent. Take out Rafa and put in PZ. Like, <laughs> put in PZ. Fi- fi- final, 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 twenty, thirty minutes. That's what he was trying to get at. He was just no, trying to get us on his side it, first. And then it wasn't. Was gonna... It wasn't even a PZ sub. I was like, Rafa <laughs> coming out. I want. Was... I want. Especially after being five up, he scored. The, I think the fifth goal is like sixty minutes in. Right, sixty minutes in, we're at five up. Take out Rafa, let him rest for the Porto game. That would have been, a, a, to me, a, a very sensible sub. Fair with that. 
Um, to finish off this game, Rafa has been a, a big topic of discussion on the front page of the journal today. I think it was Zavola. Um, he is having his best season ever. Um, he currently has uh, 27 appearances in all competitions. He has 11 goals, 14 assists. Um, he's on pace to, to break all sorts of numbers, records, personal records, um, potentially numbers like PZ had three years ago, right? When he, he was scoring goals, he was getting assists. Um, I, thought you, I, thought, I thought you were going to say when he was good, and I was <laughs> I didn't want you to spill the beer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> given how he's performing, um, 28 years old, do you guys see him sticking around after the seat? Like, I know that he's not a name that you see come up all that often in, in transfer rumors, but either we're missing something or the people, the clubs on the outside are just not focused enough on the Portuguese league. I, I don't know what you guys think. Bill, I'll start with you. I mean, I could, I could see him making the next jump, but I don't see him going to like a, like a United or Chelsea or like, I could see him going to like a, like in England, like a second tier type of team, right? Like, I just a wolf. I feel like, yeah, like I uh, like a Newcastle. Now that they got money, right? They they're gonna be splashing the cash all over the place. I like I just I don't. I feel like if if he was gonna make that jump to like a United or something, it would have happened already. Like they they're not gonna spend big on on a guy that's twenty eight going on twenty nine, like. But I mean, what's big, right? I I would imagine that. I mean, according to transfer market, his market value today is twenty six million U.S. dollars, right? I would imagine that Benfica probably wouldn't let him go for less than forty, forty five. Yeah, you don't think a team like any of the top five, six, seven teams in England, um, a Barcelona, right? Who's in reconstruction? <laughs> Do they have? I think they can't 40, afford that. Do they have forty mil to spend? They, they I can't. Mean. <laughs> they can't afford it. I, I was thinking Barcelona because he's a small guy, just like I the, could, half I mean, the guys yeah. they have there, and they, they don't they don't use the air a lot. It's more yep. than the feet, and that's yep. what right. benefits Rafa, right? So I could see Bar, uh, Rafa and a Barca jersey, right? Like just get him the ball, he'll cut in, do whatever yep. the fuck he does, and and get the ball forward. But I also look at Chelsea. And their best player was a Rafa style player, which is Hazard, right? Like uh, he was a guy that got the ball on his feet and just cut cut through through guys. So so and they love Hazard. So I can see Rafa. Like, but they already have a guy like him, not as technical yeah. Pulisic. Yeah, but look at I, I think I think Rafa would actually do better than Pulisic there. I think Rafa would actually do better than Pulisic. And they have the Mason Mont, what Mount, whatever the fuck yeah. is his name is. I think Rafa would absolutely do better than him. And the better and, Mount. Yeah, better Mason, and, but and even even the other Mason, uh, Greenwood, whatever it is from Manchester, I think I think I think Rafa can can take a spot easily. So uh, maybe they're not looking, or maybe there's a lot of secretive stuff going around that we don't know about. But I I can picture him in the top leagues in uh, in any any country and and benefit. I only only place I don't uh, I don't see Rafa going into the lineup right now is PSG. And that's because they have Messi, Mbappe, and uh, and uh, Neymar. Um, ooh, Mbappe. <laughs> I mean, I, I, there's a few. There's a few squads I could see Rafa not getting into. I'm, I'm not gonna go that far, Oscar, and say. I mean, he can get into most squads. Look, look. If you th- let's let's th- let's think uh, uh, Manchester City, one of the best teams in the world, right? 
Um, Rafa, I think, I think Rafa, look, in this list now, sometimes he goes over Bernardo Silva. It, Bro, but Ra- put, Bernardo Silva is the put, best. Put that cup down and stop drinking right now. Because if you're telling me Rafa can get into the top, into the front three at Man City right now. Not not to start, but he can he can come he can, something he, in that dude, he can get minutes. He can he can get get minutes. Dude, Sterling was riding he's bench for a long all long. Not not Sterling. Uh, yeah, Sterling riding bench for all long, and he's a right. top player. And you're saying Rafa's better than Sterling? And look at Jesus. You think Jesus can can get right bench for Rafa? Who do you have there? You know, it's a different player though. Uh, of course striker. it is, but I'm I'm just trying to say, look at Jota. Jota starts as a striker for Liverpool most of the time. And he's not a striker. Yeah, but that's out of like need. That's not out of want. Dude, I think Rafa. Any any team he has, a, he, he could. I don't think he'll be a superstar. I don't think he's got the it factor like a lot of players that have the it factor. He doesn't have that. I don't think he does. But I think he can play in any of the top teams in Europe. I just want you guys to know that I got excited and I spilled my beer all over my keyboard. Uh, <laughs> so absolute nightmare right now. Um, <laughs> But it still works, so we'll see how long it sticks around. Uh, Kenny, do you do you agree with the sentiment of of Rafa is good but not top tier material, or do you think he's he's ready to make that jump at the end I, of the season? I think one of the things that he lacked up to this year was was finishing. I don't think he was a good finisher at all. But um, he's probably on pace, like you said, what to get his most uh, most goals in a season. So um, he's kind of been working on that clearly and. You know, I think if he if he's, you know, puts himself in a position where he can finish on a consistent basis, I mean, he could definitely be, you know, a top player in, in any league. I, I, I agreed to us like he's not a flashy player, like he's not maybe he doesn't have the it factor, but I think he's productive. Yeah, Um. he's in the Portuguese league. He's definitely what top two in, in the Portuguese league right now. Um, yeah, so him and Diaz, him and Diaz, I would say so. It's weird that, like you said, like he's not really rumored around anywhere, but like I, I actually prefer that, right? I, I hope he stays out of the papers. I hope he, he stays with Benfica, <laughs> and I hope you know the rumors, the rumors stay quiet. But I mean, all, uh, it looks like Rui Costa too. I mean, even this year, he kind of he's kept the rumor mill pretty silent. Like any pickups that we did were kind of like we knew about them like very last minute. So. Maybe there is something in the works and we don't know about it and we might not know about it until it happens, but hopefully he sticks around and he's, you know, like a busy kind of plays out his career at Benfica. And you know, you know who who uh, who um Rafa reminds me of, and this is like a hundred percent reminds me of like uh, as a, a player, Jota. He's not doesn't have the if factor, but he works his ass off and and look what Liverpool's doing with Jota. Look what oh, that talks Jota. About. I thought yeah. you were talking about Jota. No, no, no. Talking about oh. Jota from Liverpool, like the, he, he's that type of player. He'll work his ass off, and right this year he's, he's he, what Jota's doing for Liverpool. He's doing for Benfica. Obviously, not different leagues, different yeah. uh, caliber players. But it's I can uh, Jota and, and Wolverhampton wasn't doing what he's doing now for Liverpool. So so I can see Rafa. I see Rafa and Jota. I would I would hate to see him like leave and then go go to like a Newcastle, like you said, or. Or or wolves like I, I if he leaves I hope he goes to a top team, you know because that I would just prefer that obviously but because um, I I agree with Oscar I think I think he could play he could play at at United he could play at Chelsea I think I think he would he could, he could play at Arsenal we'll take him there 
Yeah, he'd probably be mm-hmm. Barcelona's best play if he went. I there. mean, Barcelona. I I, I kind of see it more in the in the Spanish league, right? A uh, a Barcelona or even um, who who's who's at the top there now too? Sevilla. Like Atletico maybe Sevilla. I don't know if he'd fit in Atleti. They play a very compact style. Very yeah, I, I, if yeah. he goes to Atleti, it'd be another look, at, look Felix. at Felix. Yeah, 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 dude. I don't, I don't like him there. It, it's more defensive style, and they're not that type of player. So, so Sevilla, I, I Valencia, those. I mean, they have. Yeah, those are open teams that play open football. But, but I'll, I, I think, I think like you know Trincao. Trincao was a, a, a prospect, right? He was supposed to be one of the top guys coming out yeah. of Portugal. Blah blah blah. They went to Barcelona. I haven't heard from him. He, does, he plays in. He, he plays in Wolves. Wolves. He plays at Wolves, but I. Does he even play a lot? Like, what's going on with him? I I don't know. I stopped listening. Started the season yeah. playing a bunch, and and then yeah, I it was just off. so so like. But that was supposed to be a, a star, it's supposed to be one of the guys coming through, like a Felix. You know what I mean? So it was like, to me, it just I don't know. Going to a, a, a like a, a middle team and Jota coming out of Wolves was a surprise to everybody. When when Klopp went to get Jota from a, a Liverpool to a Wolves. Everybody's like, "What the fuck are you doing? Why are you wasting money on a, on Jota? You have so many so many options." Klopp knows this shit. I, the, to me, he's one of the best coaches in the world, so he knows what he wants, and and he he fished him out. But but Trincao, look at Trincao, look at Neves. Neves been there for how many years, and nobody fishes him out. Like I, to me, it's beyond me why people don't get him. I think I think Trincao, Trincao was more. I think he was too too young when he left. Like he's similar still 21. to twenty one. Similar to Renato Sanchez, like they're they're just too young of a player to to make that that step right away. Um, I think they benefit they would benefit from going to like a Wolves and build, building out their career there before making that the the next step up. But um, yeah, I, I but Rafa's on another level. Like Rafa's mid career, yeah. right? He's I a mean, 20, 28, 28, 28, 28 prime. Yeah. Like he he would he would be able to take the he would be able to like go right to one of those top clubs. I think. I agree. Um, just for context, Trincao has started um, 10 of Wolves' 17 Premier League matches. Um, he's got 15 appearances in all competitions, and he's got one goal in 825 minutes. So That's, that's four. Yeah, he hasn't played much, and my keyboard is going all wacky, so I'm not going to be able to type anything. Oh, it's back. My mouse works, so I'm good. Um, <laughs> for closing out this game, who would you guys say is your MVP? Bill, I'll start with you. Uh, I'm gonna go Rafa. Yeah, I said mine at the game too. I mean, the work he put in was unbelievable. Kenny, yeah, Rafa as well. Rafa had one goal, four assists. Um, nice goal too. He got ten ten point rating on goal point. Darwin had nine point one. Yadam Chuk six point seven. Otamendi six point seven. Um, surprisingly, Darwin got the man of the match. Um, Rafa did not. Maybe because he scored the goals. But Rafa has in the last, uh, let's see, he got four assists, one goal against Meritimo. He got one assist against Kuvlia. He got one goal and three assists against Femalikau. Um, And I'm not going to talk about the base of the game. So in the last three games, he's got seven, eight assists and two goals. That's a pretty ridiculous I, number. I saw something that he has like half of. Darwin's. Half of Benfica or half of Darwin's uh, Darwin's, goals, I believe. He's assisted yeah. half of Darwin's goals. Yeah, yeah. good, good. Keep them coming. Keep and, stacking and, those pancakes. And to the to the Darwin thing one more time. I mean, I I, <laughs> I heard some grumblings like, oh, Darwin's half his goals he got against uh, that seven nothing. Yeah, the or 
Yeah, the, the yeah, seven. The Bundes game. Yeah, the Bundes game. Sub. So, so up to that point, so he had we he had half of those goals, or he well, it's it's not it's not factual, right? Because he has scored more now, but since then, he's had five goals. Well, in the league, five goals in two games since since that match. So it's not like oh, it's that game. That game was was the all and be all right. Like he's, he's now starting to, to score. That game was crucial though, for him to have those five goals. To I, me, I agree. It just I, built a lot of confidence. I agree. I think that was obviously clearly it's a turning point. Right. Um, but uh, it is kind of weird to see someone this hot, uh, like a striker who has been so cold become so hot. I mean, he's just not scoring like one goal, right? He's like, like we talked, right. Stacking goals. Every- he could have had like three or four in this, this last game. Like, there was a few. He had a header that he 100% should have scored and fucking yeah. put it wide. And he's scoring from that left wing position too. I mean, that's that. I know that we we want to talk talk about him as a striker, but when he has the space on the left hand side, first of all, he's he's met, he has dangerous speed to blow by blow by defenders, and he just he's he's starting to fit in that from that left wing cutting back in and and, and whatnot. Like he's finding his space on that side. So I. I like where he's positioned right now. I hope he continues. I don't know if I would change like Yarmchuk's got to like step up because, or else he's got to pair him up with someone else in the middle there. Because, I mean Chuck, I mean Yarmchuk missed some fucking sitters too, if I'm not mistaken. Didn't he miss like a? He's had one. It? He had one or two, I believe, in this game, and then he ended up scoring that one. Um, Darwin also missed that header that we all said that he should have put away. He should, um, but yeah. But again, uh, I'll take. A miss like that if you're scoring two or three otherwise, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, I agree. I think that Yadamchuk needs some of that confidence injection. Would, that... would you change up the pairing? Like, would you put Seth there? I think the way it's working right now, um, I mean, this against uh, Meritimu, he started with Yadamchuk, Rafa, and Darwin. Um, I mean, I get Yadamchuk's not scoring, right? But if something's obviously working if Rafa and Darwin are, are fucking tearing it up, right? Like if, if Yadamchuk's there and, and doing work off the ball and, and throwing his body around and Rafa and Darwin are getting space to create havoc, fuck, why change it? Right. Like why well, fix one, what's, what's one not thing, broken? One thing is I don't think Yadamchuk's putting in the work. Like I think Seth's a better hold, like holder of the ball. Yeah. But Kenny, uh, one, I disagree with that and I'll tell you why. Because with Yarmanchuk, he's a mobile striker, right? He's a guy that come, comes to the sides, goes back. Seth, Seth is more stationary. He stays in that box most of the time, right? You, you see him coming back once in a while, but most of the time he's a stationary. So he holds the, the center backs with him, right? With Yarmanchuk moving the center backs to the wide, opens up space for Darwin and Rafa to come in and have shots on net. So to me, Yarmanchuk being mobile helps out Rafa and Darwin most. Instead of instead of Seth being there stuck and having the defenders with him there waiting, that's fair. I mean, I'm done with Seth anyways. I I, I don't even know why he's still on the team, but that's that's fine. I'm surprised you even considered switching it up. You brought him Seth back mode. up, yeah. <laughs> Kenny's in desperation mode, trying to find a fix here. Yeah. Um, all right, so everything. I think everyone is on on the Rafa train here. Um, before we jump on the Porto game, I want to do a little exercise here. Um, Bill, I'm going to start with you. Uh, underrated, overrated. So give me a player who you think in this current squad um, you feel is overrated and why. Um, and then we'll do the underrated. So I'll start with you. Overrated. 
and why? Overrated, it's hard, but I'm going to go... Like someone who's got the hype or, you know, doesn't I'm really gonna go, to it. Yeah, I'm going to say... I'm going to say Seth that's overrated. Why? I think a lot of people, and Oscar's one of them, right? They give him, like, he was our best striker in the last three years. Well, yeah, because we didn't have anything else, right? And we've all struggled with him having eight chances to score one fucking goal. And as a striker, like, that that doesn't cut it. Like, you get a handful... You get a handful of chances at most in the game, and you need to be able to put. If you're getting a handful, you need to be able to put one or two of them away. And with Seth, some games we get it, most games we don't. Um, I've never, I've never been a huge fan of his, but there are people out there that are calling for Seth to be playing more now, and I think the minutes he's getting is what he sh- probably should be getting, right, coming in toward the end. Are playing these the toss of the league games? Damn, that's harsh, Oscar. Do you agree? And who's your overrated? I don't think I, I don't agree at all. That's <laughs> a, that's, a, that's a horrible take, but that's my. T- <laughs> I think I think we have players like like uh, Everton. We have players like uh, Jetson. We have players like uh, like. Uh, I don't even think of Everton or Jetson because they fucking shit. But, but like, the, at the, this point, dude, Jetson. When, isn't even in my thought. I know, process. I know, but but everything but, is gone already but, in my head. I, I get it, but you can't say they're they're not overrated. They overrated because they like everything came with a price tag of twenty million. Everything's been overrated since right. he came here. He He's, got here. I get Bill not listening to me. Like he came with a, a price tag of twenty million. <laughs> he he came from an international starter for Brazil, right? That's how he came in. That, that's if you're not talking about hype, that's hype. And he can't get a fucking starting eleven on Benfica. That's uh, to me an overrated player. That's but do you? Th- but coming into the season, given what he did last year, do you still consider him overrated? Like I think our expectations were lessened given how he performed last year. So, so would you still think he's the overrated one, or would you pick someone else who um, had higher expectations or came in to the team and yeah, you I thought mean, it was going to be we, better? We, we can think of all mate. Mate is another player to me that came in with hype. He came in with like uh, we came from AC Milan. I saw a lot of highlights. I'm like, oh, this shit, this guy could be the the guy that we needed in our midfield, right? And Fucking then he started sucks. playing. And then he started playing. To me, that's an overrated player. But to me, but he doesn't cost what Everton cost. Everton came with a hype. Like, he came with he's a Brazilian international. He's gonna explode at Benfica. That's what that that's to, and that's how it came and it didn't, it didn't pin out. So that's an overrated player for me. It's it's as easy as that. I, I bringing, agree with bring, that. Bringing stuff into this equation is compared to Everton <laughs> is the dumbest thing in the world. Kenny, do you agree? And who's your overrated? I think I think my overrated is. I mean, I, I don't think I don't think he's got the same hype that he did when he came in. But Everton, to me, <clears throat> I think he's overrated. I mean, he has. He'll have like that game against. Um, remind Braga. me. Braga. Yeah, against Braga, Braga, right? And we're all like, oh. This is the player. This is the guy, and we haven't seen him since. So, I I think he's still. I mean, he might not be at that same level when he came in, but I think he's he's overrated. I don't think he'll. I, I, honestly, I don't. I just I haven't seen I haven't seen it since like since day one. I mean, we've seen flashes, but is that all he is? Is flashes? He can't put it together for for a season. Like that's that's disappointing to me. Um, and, and, and watch and watch him next year explode somewhere else. And then we eat our words. But at this until this point, 
it's a it's a it's a it is what it is yeah and he and he could right not every not every player is built for every country not every player is built for every system every manager the example i always like to give is shevchenko one of the best strikers in the world crushed it at ac milan went to chelsea and was a dud right like and he was one of the best that you know in history right so um i agree i'm gonna go different than you guys um i'm gonna say Gonzalo Ramos is overrated. Gonzalo Ramos, to me, screams another Nelson Oliveira story. I remember Tank was always high on Nelson Oliveira. He's going to be the next best thing, and he never panned out. And I, I hope I'm wrong. Um, he scores a lot of goals on the youth uh, national team. I hope I'm wrong, but I just feel like he's one of those guys that he's from the Seychelles. He scores goals on the national team youth. Um, right, and he's supposed to be the next best thing, and I just I have a feeling that he's going to be one of those dudes that's never going to live up to the hype. Um, I'll go the other way around, Kenny. Who is your underrated? So, I, I, I mean, I, I personally think like there, there could be I think a few players here. I mean, one of one of literally my favorite players on the team, Mendy. I still think even though he's he, and he gets the everyone, credit. He gets the credit. Every, everyone gives him credit. I still think he doesn't get enough credit. I don't think we we will re- realize how valuable he is. But I think a player that's really underrated, and and sometimes he gets bad mouth that he can't defend and blah 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 Grimaldo, because in my opinion, I don't cons- I don't worry myself on that side of the field. Like I I. I don't I don't worry whether like if 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 who's our backup there like I am like I think he's he might not be the best defender but he does well enough and he's awesome going forward he, and and he's a he's a free kick specialist as well so I don't think he gets his due I think sometimes like he'll have bad games and everyone will like really get on top of him everyone has bad games and I don't think he gets his due of how like solid he is on that side of the field and like for a long time now, like year after year. I don't even know how long he's been on the team. He's been here so long. Six years. I think he joined. We talked about him last week on the Portuguese podcast. I think he joined in two, the January of 2016, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And and he's also adapted to the three back formation too, right? He's he's clearly one of the better players going forward and he still defends, although he, he has his trouble sometimes, but Look at that game uh, in the Champions League. Like he busted his ass off uh, um, defending fucking what's his um, the Bayern. Dembele. Oh Bayern. No, Sonny no, you're right. No, it was Barcelona. Dembele. Dembele. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay, Grimaldo. Hey, I'll take Grimaldo's right leg over Nuno Tavares' whole body any day of the week. <laughs> so seriously, <laughs> Oscar, do you agree? And who's your underrated? Yeah, I mean. I, I, I see Kenny's point, and I agree to an extent. I, uh, I but I think a lot of people give Grimaldo a lot of credit. It's not like he, I know he's on the uh, to me he's underrated as well. He he should be valued more than what people are uh, valuing for. But uh, looking looking at it at, at the team at our squad right and players that I see a lot of potential, but they, they they're underrated still. They don't get that that those opportunities. To me, is going to be Morato. I think Morato is going to be a stud. He's gonna be a, a player that uh, that's gonna be like a, a Ruben Diaz in the future, and and we don't give him that enough credit yet. But I think when we, we are gonna need him in the future, he's gonna be the guy that we that is gonna be that Ruben Diaz type of player. That's a good shout. He wasn't cheap. We paid I think seven million or something like that from Flamengo, yeah. and he came to the B team. So it would be good if he panned out. Yeah. Um, 
Bill, you agree? And who's your underrated? I'm I'm gonna go with with Gilberto. Uh, I think the amount of work he puts in, I don't okay. like. You never. He's not the flashiest player, right? Like no. And I last year we all gave him fucking crap about he looked overweight, he looked tired. The amount of work this guy fucking puts in in every fucking game this year is unbelievable. And the more I watch him play, the more and more he's reminding me of Maxi Pereira. And the more I'm falling in love with him playing in the right. Like, just the grit he plays with, the intensity he plays with. He's busting his balls up and down that flank. I, he doesn't nearly get as much credit as he as he should. In, in I, I, I actually I, – I, that, that's a good show. He works so much – on that side, it's it's unbelievable. And most of the time, he has Rafa on that wing. Rafa isn't going to defend as much as 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 some as as um, some wingers, but the Rafa he, defends more than Darwin on the other side. The guys... What I don't know. Have you seen Rafa, Darwin Rafa, getting back? Dude, Darwin Even this week, Rafa comes back. He's, he's always. I know. Done. I agree. I agree. Yeah, Rafa comes back does, a lot. But that guy owns that side of that side of the field and and the the work rate he puts in every fucking week is unbelievable and and to come off of last season we all thought that that was going to be the Ogo spot to lose and he came in and just fucking was like nope he might be our now. most our most reliable right back at this point yeah. with all the ones that we have Lazaro and Almeida Diogo yep he, he might be our most reliable um when he joined Benfica he said in an interview that a good season for him would be to score uh, eight to 10 goals. And I thought he was fucking nuts because he's a right back. He's got four goals already this season. So really, yeah. I, I can't Mikey. One thing is I don't think he's a good right back. I think he's a great wing back wing back. Really? Yeah. I think I he's think, better defensively than going. I don't, forward. I don't think so. I think, I think, I think he's a good, his position, just like Grimaldo, the, the system that's played today helps him and Grimaldo out. Tremendously, because I, I we talked a lot of shit about him last year. Is when he was getting like he looked lost playing right back when he played four back, and and he wasn't getting is like looked like he was getting beat left and right, and he was not a player for Benfica. And well, then, I mean, the, obviously playing with three in the back gives him a little bit more support, right? Because yeah. you got a few more guys back there to keep the the shape. But I think he's more he's better defending than Grimaldo, right? Yeah. He just I think he benefits from the likes of Rafa being on his side and occupying space inside, which then opens up the flanks and the goal that he scored this weekend, right? They open, they come inside and he's all by himself on the right-hand side with all that space. And, you know, he's got a decent shot and he buried another one. But I would say that I think he's better defending than he is going forward, but he's not the worst going. But forward. but I but I, but I, but I really think the 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 system helps him. If he plays better in the system than when Fair. the four back. Fair. He's also more adapted to the team as well and, and the league. Right. And but I I still think that he's built like a Sunday league player. But <laughs> it's just my opinion. He legit looks like a guy that would show up at one of our BSSL games hung over on a Sunday morning. With a pack of cigarettes in his pocket. <laughs> and Havaianas and a boombox <laughs> over his shoulder. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that caps that one off. Um, Who's yours? Who's yours? Um, I was going to say uh, Rafa. And Underrated? Mainly, yeah, because... Back to the whole point of I don't think he gets enough visibility in the sense of 
the bigger scheme of things, not just in Portugal, right? I think Ambefica and us Mefiquistas who know him and have seen him develop and grow, right? I think we value him, right? Even though we've had our frustrations and pain points over the last few years, right? Of He's not a good finisher. He decides wrong, blah, blah, blah. But I think he's underrated in the sense that he might be one of the better performing players in his position in Europe, like consistently right now. And you don't see his name mentioned in many places. Because he's, he, he's a small guy, skinny guy, like that gets uh, tossed around. And I think teams like Bayern and Real Madrid's and they they need a guy that like looks like Ronaldo. I mean, look at fucking Vinicius. Everyone's talking about him, and he's fucking say he's built like Rafa too. Nice, no, not Vinicius is a bigger dude. I don't know. He looks the no. same size to me. He yeah, he looks a little bit bigger. A lot bigger. I think he'll look at the sizes. I think he's a lot bigger than than Rafa. Size didn't stop Messi. It, it didn't, but look, it, it, but to get started, Messi was, was nobody wanted him. Look at his, his story. Nobody wanted him because he was too small. Let's see. He's five. Vinny Jr. is five foot seven or five foot nine inches. Yeah. And Rafa's probably Rafa's five. like five six or five seven. Let's see. Five foot nine. Rafa Silva is five eight. Yes, yeah, so he's not. Much he's, not five, he's not five eight. He looks. Oh, so you believe? So you believe five nine, but you don't believe five eight. He, 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 he lied like I do. I, I'm five ten on my license. <laughs> You're definitely not five ten. <laughs> oh man! All right, Thursday we have one of two Clásicos in the next week um, to finish the year off. We got two games: two against Porto, two at the Stade de Dragão. Uh, first one is for the Tasa Portugal. Um, going all the way back to 2000-2001, um, both these teams have met in the Tasa de Portugal eight times. Um, Benfica has won three, Porto has won four, and they've drawn once. Um, the games at the Dragão, one win, one loss for Benfica. Um, in total, Benfica scored 10, conceded 13. Um, they've met twice in a final. Benfica won the first one um, in 2003-2004 in overtime. Anyone remember who scored? We'd say that again one more time with the game. Porto Benfica final 2003-2004, a week before Porto became Champions League winners. Simão. Yeah, he's won. And Fizes. Yep. Two. Fizes. Benfica won 2 to 1 in overtime, so that Benfica won that final and then Porto won the final 19-20 when Verissimo took over for Bruno Lage and and Bimba scored two goals um in that ridiculous game. Um, this will be JJ's fifth game against Porto in the Taça de Portugal. He's won two, lost two, one at home, one away um, in both. Um, he was in charge of Benfica in that uh, turnaround game where we played with 10 when André Gomes chipped it over the defender and, and we came back. Um, this will be the first time, ironically, that Sergio Conceição and Jorge Jesus meet in the Taça de Portugal against each other. Um coaching Porto and Benfica. I don't know if they've met in other teams, um, but this will be and the first time they're neither of them are on the bench. Exactly. And none of them will be on the bench because they're both suspended. Um, go go big or go home. There's no replays. There's no nothing, right? You go to overtime. You go to penalties. Uh, this game has been played where? Started to go. Um, uh, Kenny, I'm going to start with you. Uh, statistically, right, out of eight, we've won three, lost four, drawn one. So the numbers aren't so, so bad. Um, how are you feeling about this game? Are you feeling confident? Do you think the team's gonna get a, a boost of energy with the the recent results? What do you What do you think? 
No, I don't feel confident. I mean, we we <laughs> I felt I felt confident when, when we were going into play Sparty and we fucking we th- we threw a, a dud out. So what's what's to say we don't come off of this seven seven one victory and um we we do it again? Uh that's that's kind of how I've felt. I mean, yeah, yes, we came to play against Braga, but I mean, Porto. It's I think it it comes down to can we stop? Can we stop Luis Diaz? And Otavio, really. I mean, we have to find a way. And 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 believe it or not, Taremi, fucking guy was. He hasn't scored in like ten games. Fuck yeah, that guy. That's I'm not that worried about Taremi. Yeah. I'm so Diaz is going to be. I'm not worried about the piscina though. Gilberto's gonna. Gilberto's side. Do you think Gilberto stays or do you think Diogo comes in a little bit more? Gilberto has to play. Yeah, I. I mean, whoever plays has to be at the top of their game. I mean, that guy, Luis Diaz, is is the best player in the league right now, in my opinion. And he's, I mean, the guy's just good. I mean, there's you gotta you gotta just take him out of the game somehow. We have to take him out of the game to give ourselves a chance. Um, but yeah, I'm not. I don't think. I don't think we're gonna. We're you know, we're gonna be like. Uh, excuse me, um, like blown out or anything like that. It's not going to be like a, 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 you know, where Spartan did to us. If anything, I think it'll be a close game. If we lose, it's still going to be a close game. But we have to we have to show some fight. Now, uh, we play Porto. You said we play Porto. Next Thursday as well for the league. There's so a week in between. Yep. So it's back-to-back, right? There's no one else in yep. between that, right? Yep, correct. So... I don't know. Like, what is Jar? I mean, another another kind of wild card is what is Jar Zeus thinking? Like, is he is he going to throw all his eggs into this basket? Is he going to throw it into the league? You got a week in between. You got a week in between. Yeah, I can't. I can't imagine you think about the next game. You put you put your strongest squad out for this game, and then you can do the same for the next game. Like, you got a week. That's plenty of time for these guys to recover. Kenny, I'm going to ask you this: If you had the option to, if you. Going into it, you have to lose league. one. League, uh, no, uh, lose one. Yeah, I I rather lose the Tasa Portugal. Okay, we have All to. Right. The thing with me is we have to stay on pace for the for the league. If we if we drop points to Spartan and Porto, I mean, good luck, good luck climbing out of that. Yeah, we'll be seven back if we lose to Porto in the league. So I and I get it. I know there's a week, but I mean, Jarzus is a wild card. I don't. I mean, he could look at this game completely different. PZ might get the start. You know, I, I who knows what what could happen in this in this Tasa Portugal game. So, um, hopefully, we pull it out. But it, it, I I personally find it hard to believe that we're going to be Porto back to back. So, <laughs> like if if we're gonna if we're gonna lose one, I much rather prefer losing this one. Learn from our mistakes and then take them on in the league. All right. Oscar, do you do you share the same sentiment? No, I. Uh, <laughs> no. If I, I think this is gonna be a close game. I know Porto has our number, but but and I said we had Spartans' number before, so that, obviously that doesn't go always according to plan. Exactly. Uh, uh, so so I think if we if I was to choose a a loss between the two games coming up, I'll choose the league just because we play them at home second round. So, so we could technically be down to four points again. Obviously, by that time, hopefully they lose more points and we 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 gain point, points on them. But we get to the, the, play them at home on the second leg. Um, I in the toss is a is a 
do or die. So I think if I was to lose one game, I'll lose the league game, be down seven points, and then take our chances second second round. Um, but we need to beat them in Tassa. Tassa is a it not, this is not Tassa the league. This is Tassa Portugal. This is a prestigious cup in Portugal, um, and and we can't we just can't let Porto beat us in the cup. To think that so you're winning be seven is... points down. I'll be seven points down just because we we can technically beat them at home in the second round, and that's four points, right? And then we have to fight it out to see if they they play Sporting too, and then we just have to win our games. And if we win our games, if we, if we, Kenny, this is this is a, this situation. If we beat, if we lose to Porto in the league, right, and we win out the rest of the season, we can we can we can champion. No chance. Like I hundred percent. Well, believe theoretically, we no. Yeah, we'd still be one point. I know we still. Yeah. Uh, no, what I'm trying to say is, if we went out in the other team, if we went out in the in the other teams, obviously yeah. we, we, the other teams would have, have to, to lose. Would have to lose points against this and that. But I think 100 percent believe if we went out after if we lost the Porto in the league and we went out, I think we're champions. But how conf- being the realist, how confident are you that we went out? I I think no no that I'm not confident. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be 100% confident that we're champions if we win out, but in that I'm not confident. But that's what I'm yeah. I'm throwing the wrench in here, right? You're saying if we win out, right, you'd yeah. rather be seven points down and win the Tasa of Portugal, but then if you're not confident that we win right. out, it defeats the purpose. I, uh, exactly. I, I would I, I would do the same thing. If I knew I was going to win the league, I mean, if yeah, if I knew I was going to win the league, then, then I would, I would toss no, this game away. No, but I, I don't know if I'm gonna win the league. I'm just, right. I'm, just, I'm, so, just I'm just banking on Porto and Sporting losing points, at least one of each, uh, for us to ca- be able to catch up and beat them in the second and round. Banking both, on us beating them the second both round. Both games, yes, correct. Yeah, but but okay. to, yeah, yeah, I know. But that's a, a lot. It's a lot of betting right there. Yeah, but that, but we have a chance. If we lose a toss we don't have no more chance at it. Yeah, I'm fair. I'm looking more at I, I envisioned it more like if I had to lose one or the other, I'd rather lose. Right. And I know it's a prestigious. I, that's that's the second goal of the season. Is I don't. Season. When's the last time we won this cup? The last time Benfica it's won been a long it was time. in 2016-17 with Rui Vitoria. We beat uh, Vitoria de Guimarães two to one. Jimenez and Salvio scored last time. Porto won it was 19-20 against Benfica. Benfica has 26. 19-20. 2019-2020. Benfica is the most titles in the competition with 26. Porto has 17. They're second. Benfica has 12 finals lost, and Porto has 14 finals lost. Because the same, same, same could be said, right? Okay, you take the port, you take the Porto uh, victory and the Taça de Portugal. You take the loss in the league, but then the next, the next round, you lose and you're out of the Taça de Portugal, and now you're seven, you're still seven points behind in the league yeah but, the, so but you're, you're not guaranteed but, but, but you're not guaranteed anything but i know me, but I, I i prefer staying on pace than being seven points behind all right what, what what if i what if i t- toss it at you this way we beat we lose to porto and Tassa de portugal and then we lose to gil vicente in two weeks and we're down seven points you don't know that right but now but now we still have to catch up on seven points and and we're out of the cup of Tassa de portugal this kid's throwing all sorts of hypotheticals. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so all so are we. But with Tasa Portugal is a do or die. The other one, you have a lot of chances to make up points. Right? Uh, I, don't think, do I don't think you have as many chances uh, as you think. I feel like down, seven, just, seven just, points. Just think, just think, it comes just, down to like pretty much three games. 
just just think just think about the last three years of, in Portugal. How many flips and flops have happened in the second second half of the season? Benfica lost five or was, eight points. There was no eight cliff last year. You were calling for the cliff all fucking year. Yeah, but, but never happened. Yeah, but we we were fighting to the last three games. Too, we could have we could have like still still. We did have the best second half out of everyone. Yeah. So so you think you think like the the year before that and the year before that both Porto and Benfica lost seven point leads. What were how many, what was our what was our point difference last year? Was it seven or ten? We had eight. When the league started back up, we played against Santa Clara. We had an eight point advantage, and we fucking shit the bed. What was the how many points were we behind last year? Oh, you're saying last year? Yeah, at the halfway point. Uh, let's see, 2020, 21. Seven. I think it was seven. Portuguese. Seven's no, a lot. We, we were definitely further back we... from Sporting. Let me yeah, see. We made I up think. Benfica, Sporting 85, Porto 80, Benfica 76, nine. Nine points. Yeah, and we were at one point like 13. But then don't forget, Sporting won the title like with four games to go or something like that, three games yeah. to go. When we played them, they were already champions. Yeah. So that's three points we made up there, right? We don't know what could have happened. Yeah, I, I mean, seven points is a lot in my book. If you're, if you're asking me, do you want to be seven points back? Or out of the toss of the Portugal, I'm saying take toss of Portugal out. Our priority from day one, if you rank all the competitions, the league is number one. Correct. Right. The- so seven points. I feel like the way the both both Porto and Sporting are playing, like seven points, I think is too big of a gap for us to be able to catch up. It's Don't forget, three, it's a three game swing. Dude, both those teams are corrupt, and they probably gonna lose players in general. And and don't forget that Porto's already out of the Tasa de Liga and the Champions League. Champions right? League. So but now they, they, got, they still have to play yeah, the European game. They have Europa, but they can rotate a little bit more, right? There's different caliber of teams in the Europa. Although there are some strong teams in the Europa League this year, but right there's there's a, a different mindset potentially, right? Being in only two competitions opposed to right, if Benfica. Does win the toss, uh, get through in the toss of Portugal, right? Then we're still in four competition, right? Like there's a lot of variance here, variables that that could play into this. Um, Bill, I take it that you'd rather lose the toss and not the league. Yeah, I just, I just don't think a seven point gap is. I don't, I don't think we can claw our way back. Chance like, it. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, it could happen. A lot of shit could happen, but. If if you're telling me pick one or the other, I I'd rather have, I rather not have a seven point gap in the league and be out of possible. Like I just, I just don't see us being able to come back from seven points. By the way, the so so Sporting is going to be in the final in this cup, Tasa Portugal. So the winner of this, so Benfica, the winner of Benfica. Punching their ticket? No, the Sporting is already punched in. They play, they played the winner of, on the semifinals. Winner of if our they, game, they please. Beat, Perids or yeah, Perids Le- or Lessa. Come on, dude. Lessa. There's a Sevilla underneath the sea. Oh. Con Kid wants ham, and now he can't pronounce Lessa. The what? The what? The, the winner of our game plays that. Yeah, the draws. Yeah. The the tables already out. So Benfica will play. Um, shit, I had it earlier. That's not. That's not correct. Sport, sporting or, or who they play in Campo Morens, whatever that is. Sporting plays Casapia. Casapia. The winner of that plays Lessa Operates. I, I had it up earlier and I don't know where the hell I put it. And then Befica, Befica Porto, the winner of that plays Braga or Vizela. 
Really? Yeah. I thought I saw the same thing that Bill saw. I, I'm, I'm, look, I'm looking at it. Look. Oh, maybe it, I can't figure out what the hell I saw. Let me see. Draw. I see what you got there. Let me see if maybe they had it wrong on here. I think I had seen it on Flash Score, but I could be wrong. That's where I am right now. Yeah, it could have been wrong. But regardless, the, the remaining teams are Benfica, Porto, Lesa Perez, uh, Tundela beat Sturil today, Portimonense won today in penalties. Um, and Portimonense now is going to play Tundela, right? So Rio Abonense, uh, Casapia Sporting, Vizela Braga, Mafra Moreirense are the remaining teams. So yeah, so we might be able to play Braga if we beat Porto, we play Braga. And then after that, we play Sporting or whatever it is. So, so we could only meet Sporting in the final. No, no, no. Sporting is. Oh. I thought I thought they were on the other side, but they they will be um, on our they're on our side. So if we if we beat Porto, we possibly play play Braga right after that, and then possibly play Sporting right after that. So I might change my mind to Kenny's idea. <laughs> I don't even know. I'm trying to look for it and I can't even find it. So yeah, I'm trying to find the bracket itself. I can't find the bracket. Yeah, I couldn't find. Let me see if I got it here. Hold on. So, oh, this is a toss of the league. What the hell? I put toss of Portugal. Toss of Portugal. These guys don't know. Oh, I clicked the wrong link. That's why. Uh, let's see here. We got yeah. So Benfica. Can you Porto. share it on the screen? Yeah. Hold on. Let me bring it up here. This is where I saw it. Not on Flash Score. On Wikipedia, Chrome. Yeah, that's where I'm looking right now. And am I right? No. Do you see? No. It? So we got Benfica Porto plays the winner of Lesa Perez. Tundela plays the winner of Rio Abolense. Casapia Sporting plays the winner of Vizela Braga. And Mafra Moreirense plays the plays Portimonense. Right so can, we can we can only face Sport in the final. Yeah. Uh, no. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah the, they're on the yeah. bottom bracket. Yep. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Or Braga. So that means that means if we beat if we beat Porto, we have a good chance of getting to the final. Good chance. So, meaning. So in our bracket, we got Besad, Riwav, Tundela, Lesa Perez, and us in Porto. Yeah. So if we beat Porto, we have a good chance of getting to the final. So I, I stick to my thing. Okay. All right. Um, let me go around and, and get some predictions uh, to wrap this up. Um, Bill, I'm going to start with you. Give me your level of confidence from 1 to 10, and then give me your prediction. Uh, level of confidence is, I'll say, a 6, just because of that that sporting game. I mean, okay. that we came flying in high on that game as well. Like We had good results coming into it and got fucking smashed. So until we can compete against a big team and get a good result, then... I'm but six, six is overly than, confident. Six is more than half, so that means you're yeah, confident so, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, not overly confident, but just a little bit. Okay. Um, What's your prediction? Remember, there's overtime. Say, yeah, so I'm going to go two one, and I think we win in in PKs. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if my heart can handle that stress before Christmas. Um, Oscar, confidence level and prediction. Uh. I go confident. I'm a four, and we're playing. A, <laughs> I'm, we're playing away. We're playing against a team that's owned us for the last three, four years. Um, so yeah, I I'm not confident, and I think we lose. Score? Probably two two one 
Overtime or no overtime? I think regular time. I think we, we they, they're up 2-0, and then we score one goal. Okay. Kenny, confidence and score. So I'm at a five. I'll split Oscar and Bill. I'm okay. not that confident, but then a part of me is like, well, we just came off this, like, huge game. Like, how can you not be confident? So I'm kind of in the middle. The reason why I'm not so confident is because I really don't think – like Jesus is like I don't know I think he, he's like a wild card on what he he can decide with the starting eleven. Um, score wise, I think it's going to be zero zero going into extra time, and we're gonna have Benfica one nothing in the second overtime. Who scores? Easy, dawdling. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I think I think. As much as I m- fucking hate this guy, I think Seth's going to come in <laughs> and score the game winner. He might hey, have I, a shirt underneath that says – And, and Kenny's going to love him. <laughs> what were you going to say, Oscar? I, I was going to say, if Darwin starts the game, which I think he will, I don't think he's there in second overtime. Right. That's, wrong. that's why that, I agree. I think that's yeah. Seth, Seth time, and Seth pulls it off. I'm going to go 2-2. In regular time, and Benfica wins three two in extra time. Started again for this. Listen, five goals. So we got three overtimes and one regular time. Yeah, listen, goals. One PKs. Bill's got PKs. Me and Kenny got extra time, and Oscar's got regulation. You got you got a lot of goals. You think it's gonna be a goal frenzy, huh? I do. I mean, we've scored. We've had eight games. At least the games that JJ's coached in, we beat Porto 2-0 away in the first leg. We lost 3-1 to at home in the second leg. We lost on aggregate. We lost to Porto 1-0 there in the first leg. And then we beat Porto 3-1 at home in the second leg. Um, you know, we've lost there 4-0. Uh, we've only not scored in two games against them in the eight games that we faced them since 2000-2001. Yeah, yeah, but but you you think but you think in cup? I'm thinking regular games too. We play Porto the same way we play. Doesn't matter. I know, but a cup, but a cup's a different game, right? So there has to be a winner. So there's a different mindset, I think, that goes into it. Right? A league game's different, right? I I like to think of league games just because the players that we have there are recent. Not like I'm not looking at 2010 and 2008 different different players. If you think of the last three years. That's what I'm looking at because most of the players are still the same. So, or some of them at least. Fair. Time will tell. But I think that with both teams scoring some goals, I think that there's some controversy and I think there's some goals in this game. And hopefully we score a winning goal with a fucking handball from Darwin and then he celebrates in front of the Porto bench and causes yeah. havoc. Is there a VAR? No, you know, uh, that's. Yeah. Yeah, so how's that going to count? I think <laughs> you haven't seen. Sporting I mean, blocked the goal this week with their yeah. hand, and they didn't call a penalty. Yeah, so. but that's 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 different. They they don't know if it, but they can't score a goal with a hand and not call it back. Listen, I've seen crazier things. Yeah, I've I think one thing we can we can guarantee is Otavi's going to be rolling around on every inch of that field like a 100%. little bitch, and I hope Otavi yeah, yeah. fucks him up. And, 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 I, and I see I see red cards. I don't know which gets. Who I gets agree it. with that. Uh, I know who's not going to get one. Cedric's going to say Sal. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, <laughs> both of them are going to get like 
cautioned a few times. He's been sent off since he's been eight times since he's been coaching in Portugal. Ridiculous. Oh wait, Jesus, wait, Jesus, is he suspended for this one? Yeah, both yeah. of them. They both, both are. of them. They won't. They'll be back next game for the league. Oh my god, I, I yeah. forgot about that. So it's the battle of the assistants. What so a we'll joke! What, this league is such a joke. <laughs> what a fucking joke, man! And both of them got suspended from comments from last season, six months ago, and Unbelievable. ten months ago. Yeah, it's such a joke. They must be so busy. Like the filing cabinet of tasks to do must be so big that they only got to it now. Imagine that. That's insane. But they still haven't gotten to. Uh, and they got him at the Padinha's same time, yellow. though. Yeah, it got him at the same. Yeah, Padinha's is still, you know, the paper must still have slipped off of the desk and it, they probably moved it back to the bottom of the pile. Yeah, that paper's turning yellow at this point. It's so old. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, that's our predictions. That's it for us today. Um, there was quite a lot of viewers, not as many comments, but that's fine. If you're listening to us on the podcast version, which gets quite a few listens, um, don't forget to give us a like uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with the Portuguese podcast at 4.30 p.m. Eastern time, um, 9.30 p.m. Uh, in Portugal. Uh, gentlemen, as always, it was a pleasure. I want to wish all of you guys and all of our listeners a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. Um, thank you for your support. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being a follower. Thanks for being a part of this project. Um, we got one more podcast before the end of the year. It's been a, a fun year. And hopefully with uh, two games against Porto, to end the year, it's going to be a Merry Christmas and not a Christmas of reflection and frustration and a lot of drinking. The best gift we can all get is a victory on Thursday. Let's go, baby. Come on. I agree. Boys, as always, pleasure. Any final thoughts before we sign off? Yeah, I just want to say, uh, you know, it was a great year. Uh, thank you guys for, for, you know, for the commodity we had throughout the year. It was, uh, it was fun and uh, Merry Christmas and for the viewers. I still love one. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> we got to think of fans. Coach says two to Coach, one, Benfica. Two to one. I like right. it. I like it. I'm liking it too. Billy, any final thoughts? Kenny, any final thoughts? Merry Christmas and enjoy enjoy the holidays with the family and don't drink too much. Yeah, and Let's... everyone eat the octopus, leave the ham for Bill. Yeah, leave the ham I'll for Bill. I'll take all the ham. Dude, I'm going to send you some ham. I don't like the octopus. Kenny, Kenny, what were your final thoughts? No, I was just going to say I've been absent for, for quite some time. Uh, I haven't been able to get out my frustration with the team, but luckily I'm back on the podcast. They won 7-1. Maybe it's a sign that it is. You know, I should stay away certain times, and when I'm back, maybe I bring some good luck. I don't know, but... Um, We'll you know, find people, out. People have been yeah. saying that you only, you only, you don't come, you don't show your face when they think you're struggling. Who, Paul? <laughs> I don't know. Paul? It's just a lot of, a lot of. People. I wanted to be here. Yeah. People, yeah. I wanted to be here. I don't know. Like, Mifika wins, Kenny's in. Mifika loses, nowhere to be found. I don't oh, know, man. man. Hey, well, hopefully we'll find out on, on Thursday. Yeah, hopefully I'm here before the end of the year. Yeah. If not, then we know why. Well, we'll be back next week uh, again with the English podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with the Portuguese podcast. Uh, big game on Thursday. Uh, check out our website tomorrow. We'll have the preview in Portuguese and English. We also have an interesting article tomorrow that will be going live uh, from Luis, which is titled 
uh, I believe, Ukiye Ubenfike. Um, it's a pretty interesting title. might resonate with a lot of us. Uh, so don't forget to check that out. Ubenfike.com. Gentlemen, as always, a pleasure. We will chat soon. Viva Benfica and Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.